is it that a team can obliterate a better team one day and the next be beaten by a lesser challenge? Why is it that we see a racer fall in sight of the finish line? What is it that we see in a team that can go through the preliminary rounds and then can't seem to perform in the finals? Why is it that we see a racer win the first run and then fall in the second run when they were ahead and the gold medal was within their grasp? Why is it that you can write a great presentation and then you have trouble delivering it? Time measures change. That's all it does. Time doesn't do anything else. Change takes place one way or the other, and how you prepare for it determines which result you will get. Your position on the podiums of life can only equal the power and perfection put into your preparation for practice and performance. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to 831 Living Your Best Life Podcast, where we inspire participation, communicate precision, and empower performers to podium. And we hope you will tell everyone you know to go to their favorite podcast provider or junglejimhunter.com or YouTube and subscribe, download, listen to this podcast. Let us know if you like it. Even if you don't like it, let us know. Rate and review it and become an 831-er, somebody that was inspired by this podcast to help someone else live their best life. What happens if we do the unexpected? We win a first run. We set a world record. We get to the finals. As you reach each new level, you're faced with a new rebel, a new you. Yes, a new rebel, a you you have not trained yet. This kind of pressure can get to you. It can get to a team. It can get to a leader. It can get to someone climbing through the ranks. You see, time measures change, and things change once you have to start answering new questions. And that's what happens when you get to a new level. Questions you never answered before all of a sudden become the ones you have to answer. Some of the best can win and then have a tough time even talking about it or repeating what happened because they didn't prepare beyond the finish line. It's one of the reasons why some athletes get so close but never put it over the top because they haven't prepared for what they will do when it happens. Time measures change. Few, if any, like change. How can you prepare for change? Do things that need to be changed have to be changed? Sounds simple, but how do you teach it? You do things with the people that have to learn to change, helping them get comfortable with change change. In other words, you have to spend time with people that love you and care for you and will provide for you and teach you how to change. Why did this matter to my dad so much? He knew pressure. He knew things change in a moment. And so he laid the foundation. Every living thing has it built in except people. Yes, seeds, trees, grass, animals. They have everything they need in them, but human beings don't. We have to be trained. We want what we want, not what we need. So we get emotionally unbalanced. Our foundation is faulty. When we do, we have to tame that emotional rebel inside us. Dad did things with us all day, every day. Everything was a lesson. He had worked together enough times that each spring I knew what was going to happen. So one day on the first rock picking pass, I protested on the first field. Dad, why do we have to farm this way? We farm this way all the time, and it's so much work. Our neighbors take their disker out, put seed in it. When the land is ready to seed, they go out and seed, and they're done. They pick the big rocks, and that's it. We pick rocks before, well, sometimes even before all the snow's gone. We put new shovels on the cultivator. We level the cultivator. We cultivate the fields. Then we pick rocks again, pulled up by the cultivator. 
Then we put new shovels on the hoe drill, level the hoe drill. We put seed and fertilizer in the hoe drill and we seed. Then we go pick rocks again, pulled up by the hoe drill. He grows a crop, we grow a crop. He does his field once, he picks rocks once, and he's done. But you are always telling us to work faster. We work longer and we have to work more days to try and keep up to our neighbor. We go over the field five times. It's impossible to keep up to him. He does it once. Twice, if you count picking rocks. Dozens of lessons every year with every question I had for my dad. Today, we focus on just one of them. I'll tell you a month from now, he said. Keep picking and think about why we might do it this way. See if you can come up with the answer before the month is up. A month later, early one morning, he grabbed a ring about 20 inches in diameter and said, let's go walk the fields. As we walked, he asked, have you figured it out yet? Do you know why we farm this way? Then he tossed the ring in the field and told me to go count the plants inside the ring. He tossed it again, count again. Then he threw it in the neighbor's field and he says, count their plants. We always had more plants than the neighbor did every time. We would compare our own fields and it was almost identical. Son, do we do our things our way because the fields have different soil conditions or because maybe it's a better way? I put new shovels on the cultivator and level them so they cultivate the same depth on every part of the field. I put the pressure on so it goes into the hard soil and floats over the soft. I set it exactly so it cuts down to the hard pan and the seed is seeded at the same depth because the hoe drill shovels are level to the same depth and every seed sits on the same foundation. The plant comes up through the same amount of soft dirt, finding it easy to get to the surface. It gives every seed the best opportunity to grow to a mature crop. My neighbor seeds it into his field, but because the soil is hard in some places and soft in others, the disc seeds to the same depth it reaches. So, if it's too deep, the plant runs out of energy and gets to the surface and will not fully mature. If the disc hits a hard pan or a hard place, it runs over the surface. Seeds sit on the surface, never getting to the moisture, and they never grow. They cook in the sun or a bird or gopher comes along and eats them. Lay a growth foundation and you get a mature crop. There are more plants because seeds have a foundation to grow on. But dad, we spend hours setting the depth control in the equipment. The front row has to be the same as the back row. Every shank has to touch the ground at the same time. It drives me crazy. Does it really matter, dad? He said, son, when we combine the fields... Sometimes you look across the fields and you see a thin crop and your combine goes fast because there's only a few plants. A good crop you combine at an average speed. A heavy crop, well, you're going to be in the field a lot longer. Son, dad would say, at harvest time, we combine like every farmer, but we're always last because of the crop thickness. Dad never asked a neighbor how many bushels per acre he was getting. He told us never to ask either. But our neighbors always asked him because they could see the crops. And they could see that we were going a lot slower. Dad always answered the same way. It's running about the same as it did last year. Dad, if we grow more because we start with a great foundation for growth, why doesn't everyone do it? Well, son, we start ready. That takes a lot of work and preparation before we get to the field. It also takes time. The work you do and the time it takes because time measures change is part of the difference. We do everything we do to maximize mature growth, shaping the environment so the seed can grow to its maximum potential. And this happens before you ever place it in the soil. You see, you have to shape your foundation that your seed grows on. 
And that takes time and that takes work. Your character is the same way. It has to be emotionally balanced and it has to get a great start. So what you must do is you must set that in place so it can grow to its maximum potential. Each kernel of wheat has within it all it needs to grow to its maximum potential. All it needs is the foundation on which to start. The only thing a human being does that increases and adds to our world is bringing into it another human being. So it is crucial as a parent, as your dad, that I lay the foundation for you to grow in. You came with great potential, but at your core, you need character training so you are emotionally balanced. We do what we do so you can learn how to handle the pressures of life and stay balanced in the process. Preparing takes as much practice as practice and performing. It has to be in place before you can perform to your greatest potential. You said this is one of the things that makes a difference, Dad. What's some of the other things? What else makes a difference? Well, we'll talk about that next time, you would say. I hope you will have grown and will be living your best life the next time we meet. And I thank you for listening. My quote for the day, Abraham Lincoln said this, Give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe.